welcome to Enlighten Up, the Hilarity podcast with Lizzie Allen and Karina Lauren. We take hard topics, throw them up in the air, and dissolve them with laughter. Each week, we feature a comedian from the Hilarity course, and we discuss topics from their set, from sexual shame to getting older. We tackle it all with humor and heart. Our goal is to awaken the masses, promote love, and increase connection by dissolving shame, all while making you laugh until you pee your pants. So let's enlighten up and get started. Welcome to Enlighten Up, your podcast that you wait for two weeklies. What? (laughs) Every fortnight we come out with smashing good content and today we are presenting episode nine. Wow. Yeah. With... With Mark. Mark with a C, I believe. Mark with a C. It's been a debate, but Lizzie won. So Mark with a C it is. But I have some questions for you today, you know, just to check in. And I will give our dear listeners and you a heads up. This has nothing to do with comedy, therapy, or the like. It's just being a human being on planet Earth. So question number one, do you go around potholes or drive over them? Both. Yeah, right? It depends on the mood. Depends on the mood. It depends if I'm in Beirut or in White Rock. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, because I noticed I'm very inconsistent with it. Some days I'll just drive right over the pothole. I don't care. I'm feeling it. I don't want to be rude here, but your car is like, you know, (laughs) not something you... It's a shit heap. Yeah, I'm not avoiding the potholes to save my car. Let's put it that way. It is a dumpster pile. Your door is broken. Like every time I get into your car, it's like the inside part of the door crunches against the lower part. And it's upsetting, honestly. I know it upsets everyone. It's a mess. And my kids are like, when are you getting a new car? I'm not getting a new car until this one. I drive it into its grave. Dear listener, I had the experience of getting into Karina's horrible minivan, which has had years of children barfing in it and dogs and different things. And it really smelt of like sort of man. For some reason, it smelt of like man sweat. Man sweat. Yeah. yeah. Sort of a bit. Gym clothes. A bit gross. Yeah. A bit sort of grubby, gross. Mm. And she wouldn't let me open the window. (laughs) I locked her. I rolled it back up and I locked the wind. Child locked her. I went, we have air conditioning. Okay. And we just circulate this smell. Thank you very much. (laughs) Breathe through your mouth if you have a problem with it. (laughs) Okay. That was rapid fire question number one. Rapid fire question number two. Do you honk at other drivers? I've resisted honking recently uh, in the last few years. Yeah, because what I've noticed is like, I don't have a problem honking. Like if someone's on their phone and the light's green and they're not going, it's like a beep, beep, hello, wake up. Yeah. But I've noticed that people will honk in anger. Yeah, don't do that. No, because uh, years ago I realized (laughs) it just makes me more angry. Yeah. Right? It's like I take on more and they don't really care. So what's the point? Yeah, I think it's quite violent to honk in anger. (laughs) It is. It's a violent communication. (gasps) It's a violent, (laughs) it's an outpouring of violent emotion. It is, it Mm -hmm. is. And I just try, I go, okay, so, you know, yesterday I was behind a driver who was driving around 30 in a 50 kilometer zone and I wanted to honk, but then I thought to myself, why would I, why would I create that kind of energy? 
put that out there. You know, end of the day, I'm turning up. I'm going to cut this, but it's so boring. I'm boring myself. Right, next question. Okay, next question is, I drove past, you know, one of those real real estate buildings, right? And they have their little bulletin board out front that says the number one realtor right. and the number two realtor. They only show two. Oh. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it was like number one realtor, Beeb Klein, number two realtor, Olaf, whatever. They didn't have a three. So I thought I, if I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to this real estate agent agency, I'm not picking one and two. No, they're already on the board. I'm picking three, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm picking realtor. Who's your third best realtor? Because you know, they're going to be hustling to get on the board. You know, what would you do? Honestly, these questions are coming out of so left field. I don't even know how to answer these questions. Firstly, I don't have a house to sell, so I'm not even going to answer that. It's theoretical. Theoretical. Okay. Would you Uh, pick one? Would you just go, oh, I'm picking number one? Because I think that's the default that people do, but they're not thinking. They're not thinking. Strategically. No. You want number three. You want an up-and-comer selling your house. I hear you. I want to hustle. Yeah. You want somebody who's hustling to get up to number one. That's right. Or on the board at all. On the period. Board. Not on the board. Yeah. They weren't on that board. Okay. So, no, right. Put those questions okay. to one side. All right. How Think about today? that, listeners. Think about that. <laughs> How are you today? I'm so great. I met with Alex Brown yesterday. Alex Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Alex this, Alex that. <laughs> but the reason that I met with him was to talk about doing our own PR. And oh. I got Lizzie. You know, I get a little grandiose if the listeners don't know this, but I could go from like, I'm not doing any PR to I'm going to be a PR person. Like that's going to be my job now. Well, that's exciting. Well, Mm. do you want to hear what I've been up to? Absolutely. I have a consolidated or, or I have managed to boil down like cocaine to crack. Oh yeah. The essence of my mission here on earth. What the heck? That's, <laughs> that's like really massive. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Manifest world peace. Oh, so nothing major then? Just, nothing. just some light work? Yeah, light work. <laughs> well, the fun part is that, that actually the only thing I have to do to manifest world peace is to elevate my own joy and by proxy elevate everyone else's around me through the work that I do with comedy therapy, this podcast, my tour, the show I'm going to tour in the future, Save the World with Lizzie Allen, and my book, Save the World, and other things on my to-do list. So now recently on Instagram, I've just gone totally nuts on um, Save the World tips and how to manifest world peace on my Instagram. And the algorithm has absolutely sunk me into a hole. <laughs> Nobody's seeing any of my videos and that's the end of it. Oh, but God. I, I think, sorry, yeah, go on. I have to not attach my self-worth to outside of me things and continue even though it's a little bit dark at times. Yeah. Um, a couple things. <laughs> Number one, I pretty much think if everyone is just following their joy, if everyone in the world followed their joy and really listened to their heart and communicated back and forth with their heart, 
the world would be a different place, but we are shifting. There is a shift for sure. There's definitely a shift. Yeah. Number two, last weekend I had a meltdown and I, I was a lot in my head and a lot in the sabotage. Can you just explain to our listeners what you mean by a meltdown? Yeah. I basically realized uh, that I'd been kind of lying to myself. Like I was having feelings, but pretending I wasn't having the feelings and it was all around my new job. It's been uh, quite stressful, but instead of acknowledging to my loved ones and uh, my close friends and anyone who would ask me, how's the job going? Instead of acknowledging, like, I'm really stressed out. I can feel it in my shoulders. Like I would just be like, it's, oh, it's good. It's, you know, it's new. So there's lots of challenges, but it's fine. And, you know, I'm working along and suddenly in my head, it was like, I have to keep this job because I'm supporting the family and I have to make it work. But I feel like I might fail because it's really stressful and everybody else is putting in 10 hours. And I had this whole story about how I'm going to have to put in 10 hours, but I can't put in 10 hours because I have a, a life. <laughs> I have other things I want to bring into the world. And I just sort of melted down. Like I was just crying. Um, by the way, this was the best thing I could have done. Like I, I have to feel my feelings. So I let them all out, cried it all out, talked to a, my spiritual guru. And there was a couple things going on. Number one, I was attaching my worth to this job, which is a total fallacy. Like your worth does, no one can give you worth and no one can take away worth. And so my mission this week was to ask the universe to show me what it feels like to feel worthiness from the inside out so that I don't have to attach to anything anymore. And it's been a work in progress, but I had a dream. Oh, watch out. Prophetic dreams. Ahoy. I had the dream. I, we do, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I have been slowly and bit by bit information has been trickling in. And it's, I've been a different person this week. I wake up with joy. I'm excited. I actually am excited to do my job. I'm seeing the gift in all of it. So I'm just saying like successful meltdown. Nice. Right? Yeah. I really like what you said about there was this aspect of, of your experience that you weren't, or that perhaps you had some fear around acknowledging, but then when you did and you opened it up and you explored it with your friends and family, you've managed to get to a place where you're embracing your experience with joy and you're holding it a little more loosely and of course, these PR thoughts are coming in for you, these creative, you know, this, you know, because you voiced last week to me, I want to be doing entertainment full time by next year and be paid for it so that I can sustain this lifestyle of, of entertaining the masses. You know, that's what our mission here is on this podcast is... What was it again? Yeah, elevate. <laughs> elevate the masses. That's our heal mission. Elevate the masses, heal the world. Spread joy. Spread joy. Yeah. Um, the other thing too that I did do, because I think this is an important piece for anyone kind of struggling is, you know, we have this sort of mantra one day at a time. But what I realized is like, the, just because I'm in this job, it's not forever. So I put a timeline of three months. In three months, like I'm going to give it my all. And uh, in three months, I'll reassess. And like my spiritual guru said to me, like, so what if you don't do this job? So what would you do? Oh yeah. Right. Get another job. Like it's really not a big deal. Right. But the mind can sometimes get in there and magnify things and make it feel 
those thoughts become believable. Yeah. And then, and then the feeling is suddenly on those thoughts, not about what's actually happening in the moment. So folks, I am free today. I feel great. That's great. Free Mm. from fear back in the day, you know, with what we can manage here and now and just marching forward. Well, that feels like a good place to dive into Mark's set. Absolutely love Mark's set. I'm excited for all of you to hear it. And welcome to the stage, Mark. Hi, everybody. I'm going to turn on the warm and vulnerable any second now here. <laughs> We're really happy to be here. We're very excited, the, uh, the seven of us, to be doing this. A little bit nervous, too. I'm the first to perform. That's because I was the first one to stop vomiting. So... <laughs> It's great to be here. And uh, what a year I'm having. I turned 60 this year. Thank you very much. How many people are already over 60 that are here today? Oh, y'all, you're a bunch of bastards, really. Okay, got it. Well, I'm happy to be 60 because you, in case you haven't heard, 60 is the new 40. And that suits me fine because it means that as the new 40, I don't need these things anymore. In fact, these are just fake now. My, my wrinkles are gone. And uh, I hope you're all appreciating the uh, fantastic Movember mustache that I came with tonight. It's pretty great, eh? You don't see it either. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Uh, 40, the new 40 is basically not as advertised, unfortunately. And I'm, one of the uh, things that I'm unhappy about is the, uh, the hair part is not what it was at 40. Um, it's definitely a, uh, an acquired thing. The hair where it was isn't, and the hair is showing up where it's not supposed to be, including <laughs> my nose for some reason. I go my whole life, the schnoz has nothing, and then suddenly it's like this jungle kingdom going on. <laughs> Honest to God, it's, it's kind of frightening. And for a while, I was trying to just go, like, you know what, I'm just going to go with it and maybe practice some braids and sort of... <laughs> a friend of mine was calling it Nosevember. <laughs> I finally got, decided I'm just going to, like, you know what, I'm drawing a line. So I bought one of those trimmers, you know, at London Drugs, this little thing, but it makes a ton of noise. It's, it's like a mulcher from the garden or something. <laughs> I'm afraid to use it before 9 o'clock and get a noise complaint from my neighbors. <laughs> Every time I turn the thing on, the cat just absolutely hates it. I think he thinks I'm going to use it on him, right? There's a part of me wants to give him a fade for Christmas, you know? <laughs> the eyebrows aren't cooperating either. They've totally gone AWOL. They're reminding me of teenagers outside after 9 o'clock. They just, they're gone. Are they going to come back? I don't know. But... I'd say the hardest thing to get used to has been what's going on up here. Ah. There's the new 40 and the old 40s. In the old 40, this was like this science world, this sort of fantastic, thriving um, place of hairness. <laughs> it really was. It was opulent and, and thriving. There were birds nesting in there, small animals fornicating, you know. It was practically an ecosystem. I'd walk around with this billowing topiary, you know, and just doing my 40 guy walk. It's pretty awesome. And now I'm stuck with these little patches of steel wool. And the only thing that's still living up here is some sort of dust bunny, I think. And unlike a real dust bunny, it's not getting bigger, it's getting smaller. 
although I could probably store it under the bed maybe at nighttime, and that might help to bring it along. But I sound like a complaining, and I shouldn't be. I've got a lot to be thankful for. I've got my health. I've got my sense of humor. <laughs> my hemorrhoids have receded. Mostly. And it's just really a question of the time of life, I think, is really what's going on. I mean, you get to a certain age and you start asking yourself the big questions. You're like, you know, who am I? And what am I here for? And do other people pee as often as I do? You know? And that's where Hilarapies come in. It's been absolutely fantastic. Totally supportive group of people. We've been making this journey together and doing so much exploration. And one piece of that for me is around identity. You know, we've really given each other a lot of permission to say, you know, you don't have to keep being the person that you've been all your life, right? You can really go inward and claim that person that's really wanting to be, to burst out there. For me, all my life I've been this kind of thoughtful, artistic, sensitive type, you know? that would like, um, you know, cry at movies, was into poetry, and would smash his thumb when he's like trying to use a hammer, stuff like that. And I've come, I've come to realize, you know, there really is this other part of me that wants to come out. This beautiful, powerful, strong, rugged, tough, badass guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not tiptoeing around. He's doing it his way, right? He's not asking questions and making apologies and stuff like that. He's just showing up, putting his filthy boots on the coffee table, right? And I've embraced this, and I decided, you know, maybe I better let my mom know. So I was like, Mom, you know what? You got to get with this. This is how it is now. Yeah. And she's like, I, your father would be so proud of you. I'm like, dang, that's going well. She's totally supportive. In fact, for my 60th birthday, she bought me one of these. Yeah. You know what that is? That's a man purse, all right. That's what that is. Check this bad boy out. This thing is brown, because that's a manly color. It's rugged, like me, right? And it's got all these zippers and pockets and little places where you can put all your man shit. Right? I bring this everywhere. It's awesome. It's got my beer opener in here. It's got my smokes. I put my condoms in here. Extra large. Reinforced. I got my, uh, my, uh, my leather man. You know the leather man? You could fix anything with that thing. I got my uh, Frank's hot sauce for breakfast, right? I got, uh, I got my mouth guard in here in case I got in a fight. I put my glasses case in here too because I got to take them off before the fight, right? Obviously, tough freak shit down. I got a bottle of uh, Graval. Because, you know, coming back from the bar, if I'm in the back seat, the odd time, you get a little bit of car sick, right? And uh, what else I got in here? Oh, I got, I got my candle. Because if the car gets stuck in the snow, 
right? Then you can warm up the whole car with one candle, right? Yeah, and it's scented, so it's calming. calming. Oh yeah, I got my journal in here. Because if I have to leave the car, I can write a note. Right? And then if anything, you know, comes up, manly thoughts that I want to record, right? I share with my bros, right? That's what I'm going to do, right? I got my, here's my affirmations card is in here. Because it helps me remember that I'm a man, right? And that I'm worthy of love. And... And I also, I also got this guy. <laughs> Theodore. He's my buddy. He's my rock. You know me, man. You know me. You know, sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not man enough for this purse after all. <laughs> I might try again when I'm 70. You guys have been awesome. Thank you. you. All right, Mark. God, he's so endearing. Mark, everyone. That was so funny. We were laughing our heads off over here. Yeah, yeah. I love Mark. I love that he touches on the subject of being a man and being manly. He turns the masculinity, the idea of masculinity on its head. Yeah. It's it's so, I don't know, I really took to Mark, like I saw this live and there was just, I after raising two, two sons and kind of watching male, like boys walk through the world and what is expected of a boy, you know, toughen up, don't be a sissy, mm-hmm. like or worse words, um, you know, you're not supposed to cry or have feelings. You're supposed to be tough and like hockey and like everything he touched on actually, you know? And then he said, you're just trying to be a man and be worthy of love. And I was like, Oh, like it just, it gets right to the heart where I know actually quite a few men who sort of carry that around with them because they're not you know, bros, like they don't, they can't pump a lot of iron. (laughs) They would feel uncomfortable at the gym. Um, That there's almost like a, I don't know if it's a lack of worthiness, but something that that they're just not quite like the man that someone in their lives expected them to be. So precious. It's the, it goes back to the identity. And I love that he said, you know, just uh, my identity and going within and claiming that person. But he did it in actually such a beautiful way because he tried to tell us on the stage that that person is this manly, rugged, tough and tumble, I'm going to get into a fight. But really what he was telling us is he's not that guy. Yeah. Right? That's. I thought he did it in a very clever way. So I appreciated that. It's like, oh yeah, I went to my mom first. Like that's, yeah. you know, so I told my mom, I told my mom <laughs> and she gave me this man purse and I, and all the stuff he filled it with it, with, it was so telling. Like it was actually a very clever way of telling a story. Yeah. And then I want to go back actually, because I wrote some notes about uh, just touching back to what we were talking about earlier, 
the one of the first things he did was acknowledge his feelings on stage. He said that he was feeling really nervous and that he was the first one to stop, like whatever it was he said. And there was something, again, it, I'm going to use the word endearing again, but I just could so relate where it's like, yeah. It was very connective. Yes. He let us into his experience and it it not only gave him relief, but as the audience and, you know, he was opening the show. So it kind of opened everything up for everyone. And it was a really lovely way to start. And he just dived straight in there with a 60 is the new 40. Yeah. And that whole concept. And when he got to like his hair, he was, he was, there's this fine line you can walk in comedy called self-depreciation. But if you do it too much, it comes across as just, you know, it's, it's wearing on the audience, but he did it beautifully. It was like he faced up, you know, the balding aspect that men have to go through and some women too is a very kind of real thing that can cause quite a lot of upset to somebody experiencing that. And he owned his, you know, his look. He has this tuft at the front and the tufts at the side and it didn't feel at all like he was belittling himself. But again, endearing is the word that comes across, but I really enjoyed that piece because the words he used yeah. and, and the imagery he created, <laughs> like there's billowing. Yeah, birds fornicating, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It, balding is a very difficult subject for many people all over the world. Like I, yeah, balding is a, a difficult subject for many people, my husband being one of them. And so I've kind of seen his journey of going through it. And, um, and I feel for him because even in movies, like girls will be like, what he's bald. No, thanks. Like it's a, it's a difficult journey to walk through where you have to, again, go within, find your true worth because it's not, it's not, we've said meat soup before. It's not about what you look like on the outside. That's not your worth. Right. So I just, I, yeah, I loved how he, you're right. He, it wasn't self-depreciating humor where you're just like, Oh, I just feel sorry for him now. I, I didn't feel that way. I felt like he owned everything and it was done really well. And, and when you can do something like that, I think you touch members of the audience in such a way where it's like, yeah, I could own this about myself. Yeah. Even the hair on his face, hair's growing in places. It shouldn't grow. I was like, yeah, that's freaking annoying. Like this is an aging thing. Hey, we're all going through it. Suddenly I'm not alone anymore. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Well done, Mark. Absolutely brilliant. And um, he mentioned the big questions, you know, why am I here? Yeah. What's the purpose of life? And then he put a funny one on the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was the, the funny one was really good. Sure, I can't even remember, but no, that was a good, yeah. Why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Yeah. Big questions. Do you ever ask yourself those questions? I used to, but now you already know what the purpose of life is, don't you? Yeah, I don't. Do you want to share that with others? I, <laughs> don't, I don't need to answer that, those questions anymore. I, I won't get into my big complicated belief about why we're here and what why? Well, it's, Please, it's okay. For me. Well, okay, fine. So I believe that 
we, I, I'll speak from my own perspective. I am a spirit, this big, beautiful, untethered spirit. Okay. (laughs) And part of that spirit decided, you know what? I'm going to go to the, the playground of earth because within this playground of earth, I am going to continue to expand the universe and expand the consciousness of this group spirit love fest that we're in. Oh, I like right? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there is a part of my spirit that is residing here in this body and there's an expanded self that has everything I've ever wanted. It's like this beautiful, play, again, I'm going to say playground. It's, it, it is like, oh, when I think about it, I get, I just feel joy. I don't even need to think about anything on this planet. I just think about that expanded being that I am. And it's beautiful. I think I have a similar thing. And that part of me, that expanded spiritual part of me cannot be harmed or affected by anything that happens on earth in this material plane. I'm finger gunning Lizzie right now. She's like, yes, yes, yes. This is like a music video moment where she's finger gunning me. I'm speaking the truth. We're about to drop a beat and make one of those hits, those rap album hits. Watch out. Boom, chicka, 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 boom, chicka. <laughs> yeah, some, it's some all samba happening. rhythm from your keyboard. Boom, chicka, chicka, chicka. Anyway. Yeah. But what I wanted to say about that is like, I, if I want to get a huge dose of like appreciation that I get to experience this, this, journey, I'll think about my spirit self, not in this body. Like I think, what if I was just an untethered spirit and I wasn't in this body? Right. And then I go, I wouldn't be able to feel like I wouldn't be able to touch this fabric. I wouldn't be able to feel the bubbles in the water while I'm doing the dishes. I wouldn't be able to feel the wind on my face. Like we are on the cutting edge of thought and feeling here on this planet. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah. So when I'm in that flow and I'm not getting bogged down by my humanness of thinking about limitation, right? Then I feel I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. Oh, is that the line? I'm incredible. Yeah. I'm a Porsche with no brakes? Dude, that sounds dangerous. It is, but it's unstoppable (laughs) Unstoppable until you go over a cliff and you die. Or a wall. (laughs) Or a bigger car. Mm. <laughs> well, so you're not that unstoppable I'll t- then. <laughs> I'll tell you what's unstoppable. My minivan. It never stops. Oh, no. <laughs> Your minivan. Pothold galore. Um, wow. That was that was a lot. Yeah. So put that in your pocket. Put that later. in your pipe and, and smoke, smoke it. it. That was a beautiful set by Mark. He brought up some great topics. And, you know, what you did there by sharing with us about how you experience your reason for being here, your joy, your expanded spirit self, that was awesome. And I too feel like that. And we're on this mission on earth to manifest more people just waking up to their their, their essence and their strength and their power and collectively if enough of us hold that vibrational reality of filling up that space, that expansive space, feeling the joy that comes from knowing 
that that's what we have access to, then instantly we're going to have a world peace party. Totally. Hello. Spread the joy, spread the light, be the light, be the joy. Five-year plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, uh, at a world peace party with a hundred thousand people dressed in white, cheering, spreading the joy. Where do you see yourself? <laughs> oh, you know, working in ASDA or Tesco, Some director, or Walmart, just stuck. In no, the not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, just be do it joyfully. Do find everything. find sorry find your joy, find your joy, find your joy today. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to add to that, but I was like, no, let's not. <laughs> All right, party people. All right, joyful people. Please comment. I want to know what's your joy? Where do you find joy? I find joy going on a swing set, blowing bubbles, doing magic, partying with Lizzie, <laughs> dancing. So, what's your joy? Leave it in the comments. Pop it in the comments. Pop it. Pop, 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 pop off in the comments. Okay, thank you, Mark, for a beautiful set. And thank you, listeners, for staying the course with us here at Enlighten Up, the Hilarity podcast. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you a lot. Bye-bye. Dear listeners, we are a two-woman shop here, and this is a little labor of love. So anything you can do to show us some love, our love language is subscribing, sharing on social media, and coming to one of our many shows. And if you're feeling really adventurous, take a course. Don't be afraid of a good time. We love you, we love you, we love you. We're out. We're out.